Hello and welcome to Western North Carolina Original Music, episode 27. Uh, that reminds me, I keep meaning to watch 27 dresses. Let me just write that down. 27 Okay. All right. This week's episode features the one and only Billy Litz. You might recognize him from being on the podcast before several live episodes. And this week is a real treat because it's the first of several episodes we'll have that were recorded with just him at Sanctuary Brewing in Hendersonville, North Carolina. I'm going to talk a little more about Sanctuary Brewing uh, at the break because it's a really special place and I have a few things I want to make sure everyone knows about them. Billy, of course, is in the band Hustle Souls and they are a really successful band that plays all around the United States, especially the Eastern Seaboard. Billy is the primary songwriter and lead singer for the band, but there's a very interesting uh, difference between when Billy plays solo and when the band plays behind him. So even if you're hearing the same song, it's a different experience each time. It's a great band to hear live uh, because they have a lot of energy and they draw you in from the beginning. And Billy's really good to hear live too because he's a multi-instrumentalist and he uses a loop pedal, as I've mentioned before, uh, but really tastefully and brings all the instruments together to give him a really full backing uh, while he sings. I was also able to sit down with him and talk about these songs, which you'll also hear. But first, let's hear some music. Here is Billy Litz. This is a song off uh, Hustle Soul's first, first EP. This song's called Me Oh My. Tells you, baby, I know you need, and you think 
Thank you, thank you, thank you all so much. So, Me Oh My was written when I first moved to Asheville about five years ago. Um, I had recently married my wonderful wife, Tori. Uh, the song is not very praiseworthy or positive. It uh, It is it's pretty negative and it's... You know, it, it was not directed at her specifically, but we were, like, learning how to be married at the time. And so, you know, that it just came. Um, to me, I wrote the melody. And somehow some, like, lyrics about an evil woman came to me. And so a lot of, you know coincidentally or i i really do think that like subconsciously like i i am a things are going on in my life i'm not aware of them until later and i'm like oh man i wrote a song about that and i didn't realize that it was really you know it was a fictional story and then you look back and you're like wait that was actually something i was going through um at the time so you know the lyrics came and it actually came pretty easily like the metaphors and the it's kind of it's kind of playful and it's not that serious of a song in a lot of ways. It's like the melody's really poppy and lively, and 
there's some like punchlines in the song, which I usually am not like. I don't gravitate toward listening to that or writing that way, but in this one there kind of are some like some punchliney stuff. Yeah. That uh, I think it works. I think people connect to it. They understand what it is, and I enjoyed it. And I was just like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna fight it. Right. That that is what it is, and it is what it is. So kind of like you're bringing out a, a real issue or feeling, but you're doing it a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like soften it maybe. I thought this was the perfect woman. I thought this was the perfect thing and I'm in love and that's a real emotion. And then it's just like all going to hell and it's terrible. And how was I like tricked? Like how did I trick myself? How did, you know, that's terrible. That's awful thing to like feel, but then it's super playful and it's like the metaphors are over exaggerated. I thought, you know, I was Adam and you were Eve. It's like, I didn't, you know, it's a little bit over the top Mm. in a way that kind of takes some of the, it's, Right. It's too intense, so it takes some of the punch away because it's not. It's a, it's you know, it is yeah. It's a it's a caricature. It's a parody, not a quite a parody, but definitely a caricature mm-hmm. of this thing. So it's a little bit easier to digest yeah. the you know, the tough feelings that I was going through. And I'm you know I'm still with my wife. I love her, and I right. loved her at the time. Um, and. She sings along to the song still to mm. this day, you know, and so thank God, you know, I we came out the other the, the other end of it. Um, How did she take it at the time? I don't know. I beg her to listen to the songs, and uh, it's hard enough to get her to listen to them. So uh, I'm gonna play a brand new one now. In fact, I'm still deciding which key to do it in. Be 
So the song Built to Change is a new one. It's one of the newest ones I have. Um, this is 2018, going on 2019 for anybody listening many years in the future. Uh, so Archivist. Yeah. <laughs> so Built to Change is a song. I just We just brought it. I've got a new band. Not a new band. It's still Hustle Souls, but I've got a new bass player and a new drummer, same guitar player. I'm still the same guy. But uh, we we finally got to a point where the old material is up to par and we are working out intricacies of vocal harmonies and working on new material. And this is the first one that I brought to the band as a new song. And it's one of three new songs that we started since we put out the album Color um, as a band. And it is it's about nostalgia. It's about looking backwards at um at friendships and about kind of just becoming older and um perspective of youth and the excitement of youth the ignorance of youth and you know wanting to cling to that even though it's it's inevitably fleeting Mm -hmm. you know um, and so that's what is built to change. And it's about specific relationships and generic relationships. And there's some some stuff from the song that really did actually happen, some exact moments, and then some broader brushes of just like, you know, those were the good old days type of things. And does it have to change? Are all things built to change? Or can some remain the same? And I think you can hold on to it for longer. To, you know, I don't think just music's the only way, mm. but I did, you know, have the Peter Pan like I don't want to grow up idea in my head when I left college, and part of that was insecurities about not thinking I had any skills and couldn't have a job. Therefore, I better learn how to live without a job and stay, mm. you know, stay poor and young and I I definitely like glamorize that for a long time I still do kind of idealize that vision um and I put you know I traveled for a while and was living pretty um you know I I definitely escaped that like you know that the growing up for longer than a lot of people do um and ironically like for me music was the thing that rooted me and made me kind of get my stuff together Mm. and grow up and deal with working because i work way harder as a musician than i did before um because i was just traveling around and i you know i needed I needed a city that I called home so that I could meet a band that I could then grow with. And then I needed a rehearsal space and I needed a van, you know, and it's like, ironic for me, music, I think was 
was the thing that kind of forced me to take on a lot of the responsibility that takes away those things. But then also, just as you get older, it's not a bad thing. Like, I wouldn't trade it to go back, you know. I got, you know, the song talks about chemicals and and wine and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it's like, I did that for a long time and... At one point, I definitely thought that was like the the answer and the truth and the everything. And in the end, it's just as empty as any other choice, you know. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go back there, you know. Even though I definitely like I look back on it with fondness, and there definitely is like you know a uh, a nostalgia, like uh, you know, I uh, it's a pretty picture and you look back and you're like man that was that was special but uh, you know i don't think that anybody is worse off for moving on from it we're going to have more music and interview from billy in just a few moments first i want to talk a little bit about sanctuary brewing it's of course a really cool place to hang out and hear music they have music there all the time lots of really good music uh you can go to their website and look at their calendar And it's just like ridiculous how much good music and musicians they have. But they also support several animal welfare and rescue programs, including their own sister program called Sweet Bear Rescue. And once a month, usually the third Monday of the month, they do Help for Hendo, where they have the less fortunate come in and provide them with free haircuts, free food, clothes, and some other assistance and resources for, again, the less fortunate in the community. So I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed my appointment with Discount Dentist. I went in with major pain and left with none. In fact, I have no feeling at all. My gums won't stop bleeding for some reason. Let me just look at, oh my God, my tooth is gone. They took my tooth. What have I done? Discount Dentist. You get what you pay for. Hey, this is Nick Brower, and you're listening to Western North Carolina Virginal Music. More music in just a few seconds, but I wanted to also mention that Billy and a few other folks do private and youth-centric band lessons and music lessons at Experience Music Asheville on Merriman Avenue. And you can find them online at experiencemusicavl.com. So this song I wrote a long, long time ago, many years ago, four or five years ago. I guess it's not that long. Many of these songs are that that old. But this one I wrote a while ago and I stopped playing it. I totally forgot it. And it came back to me the other day, but I only remembered like half of it. So I went back and rewrote it and kind of tweaked it into something new. And I've been trying to figure out how how to play it. Again, it's been a lot of fun. Dying. 
get lonely Just move slowly I'll catch on Dancing Alone is one that uh, I actually have learned how to play it much better since I played it at the (laughs) performance. Uh Yeah, I've been working on my finger picking chops on guitar, and uh, I finally figured out how to like achieve that song. I wrote that song five years ago, around the time of Me Oh My, Mm -hmm. and I never performed it because it was too country. It was too yeah, like kind of like classic country thing. And I always like liked the Americana thing, but didn't want to go like be performing st- straight up country. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I didn't like it. It just you know it. The band was headed towards a soul sound, and the song just didn't work in any live setting. Um, my voice is too low on it, and it wasn't ever really solidified and then i went to the beach to visit my parents who were who were down in south carolina um keep talking and that song came back to me and i forgot most of it so i had to rewrite it and i kept the parts that i remembered and rewrote new parts for the parts that i didn't remember 
And uh, for the first time, it started to feel like it was actually like a, a real song that could be played. This is a hustle solo song off our second EP. Lost in the lost in the lost in the echoes. Oh, doctor, doctor, please. I need you to pull me back together. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. So the songwriting on the wall was... Let's see if I can start that again. Sure. The songwriting on the wall was written... One of the first songs that Hustle Souls did... At least arranged and kind of put, you know, put the parts together. I had, I had a bass riff and a chord progression and some lyrics and a melody for a verse and a chorus and a, a couple ideas for bridges and instrumental parts. And then we, we worked collectively as a four piece band to, to lock it in into a song. And man, it took us for forever to get to where it is now. I mean, we had the strangest insertions of weird parts here and there. And it, it was a, a learning process for us. It was kind of like our guinea pig of like, how do we arrange and orchestrate together as a band? Mm. And it took, it took like two months to get us to the point where we could gig it. And then mm. like six months of gigging it and terrible arrangements to like right. come up with an idea that was, that worked and wasn't really confusing and, and made sense. Um, but it's still one of like my favorite songs to play with the band um, just because it's got a really nice groove on it and the bass line, I think it all locks together and it's kind of definitive of our sound. Mm -hmm. um, the way I play it by myself is is slower and grooves a lot different. It's a little it's a lot more intimate than it is. It's kind of a dance song when the band does it, which you won't hear when I'm doing it by myself. Most likely, I you know I play harmonica on it instead of the organ riffs and stuff, um, but yeah, it was it was one of the first songs that I really wrote saying this this is what Hustle Souls is and sounds like, and just like some of the other songs really clearly just don't fit. It's rare for me to write a song that I think fits as well as as Writing on the Wall does, genre wise and vibe wise into what Hustle Souls does. Lyrically, it is, it's pretty all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the lyrics. It's like, I do believe the writings. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. On the wall, and yeah. though the bird is in my hand. I'm really bad at singing without a guitar in my hand. <laughs> that remind me, uh, um, I remember that, because I've heard that one several times. That one reminds me a lot of, um, and I want to keep comparing all your songs to different different people. But it reminds me just of a, a genre of uh, like early mid seventies uh, soul, you know. Yeah. A little bit like Marvin Gaye, or even um, even like uh, Chicago when they're at their most soulful, you know, yeah. jazzy. And so that's definitely a 
a big influence on Hustle Souls music. I mean, the name of the band, Hustle Souls. It's a reference to Muscle Shoals Recording Studio. You never got that? Yeah. Yeah. Some people get it, some people don't. But for better or worse, you know, I once you pick a band name, you gotta stick with it. Um but that is somewhat intentionally part of our our vibe. And it's interesting that, you know, when I was growing up, nobody was doing a retro soul thing. But now you've got Lake Street Dive and Nathaniel Ratliff and Alabama Shakes and Leon Bridges and endless amounts of 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 bands that are that are referencing that that mm-hmm. era of music. And I have theories about it that that the blues split into rock and soul in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um and the rock thing kind of got pushed to its like epic ends of, you know, you going through Van Halen into Nirvana into Nickelback and it's it's slow sad death, yeah. And then soul music kind of quickly was just like knocked out of the limelight with straight up pop with Michael Jackson and then hip hop mm-hmm. kind of kind of branched it away and it was like there was no need to play soul music. As the genre of what you think of retro 1970s soul come the 80s, because you, you might as well put electronic drums and make it dancier and do straight right. up pop, or the like the you're gonna just you know it's gonna be sampled and used in rap songs. That's and what stuff. I was thinking the, about there for a while. It seemed like the only place you heard soul music was yeah. sampled in rap songs. Maybe maybe they would rap over a soul song. You may, maybe reverse yeah, a little yeah. bit and rap over a soul song, but it's gonna be related to rap some way or another yeah you know and so i think that those two genres kind of made people forget about soul for a long time and now Mm. this generation of of bands is looking back and the rock catalog has been so exhausted of there's not that you can't make new rock but it's really hard to do Mm -hmm. because there's so many things have been tried and then you look back at soul and you're like that hasn't been exploited as much and that hasn't been pushed to its boundaries quite as much and there's obviously neo soul with d'angelo and lots of really great you know acts coming out of that with erica badu and like daniel caesar now but that is almost a a different genre completely you Mm -hmm. know it has the word soul in it but it's pretty different from the the retro soul which has more of its roots in like gospel and rock and blues which I just think a lot of people are looking back and enjoying it and being like, man, we kind of forgot about that in a lot of ways because it was overshadowed by Michael Jackson and pop and Prince and rap. And then once, um, like once one person starts doing it, if they do it well, then probably a couple of things happen where people discover it for the first time, like legitimately say, Oh, okay. I like this. I would have liked it if I heard the original people do it, but it's good that you do it too. And then some people like, maybe liked it but then it becomes okay to like it and do it yeah uh for for the masses sort of you know yeah and i i do think that there's an element of it wasn't okay because it is at its at its best and it's like most cliche is like you know motown and and it's amazing like smoky robinson stuff is just so good but then it, it is um uh it it is it was cheesy. It was like a gimmicky. It yeah. was saved for the wedding band thing. Yeah. But everybody loves those songs. Yeah. And is they're undeniably great. 
And I think that people who are going out to see live music today, like, want that vibe and want that feeling and want to feel good. And, you know, there's... I, the hard rock is not a, as popular of a genre as, like, party rock and party. Mm-hmm. People are going out to live music to kind of let go and party. And it's not... And as they just want to like forget about things and they don't really, and they want to just feel good. And the soul, soul music offers that escape. Okay. That's it for part one with Billy Litz recorded at Sanctuary Brewing. Got uh, at least one, probably two more parts of that coming, but uh, I'm going to spread that out just to mess with you. Want to remind everyone to check out Sanctuary Brewing in Hendersonville. It's a really cool place to go. And check out Sweet Bear Rescue, which is one of the many places they support. And look for Sweet Bear Rescue on kindnessempire.com online. Look for Billy and his band Hustle Souls at hustlesouls.com and also follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again to Michelle Guild for her fake commercial. They're always getting better. Uh, make sure to go and look up her show on iTunes. It's called Welcome to My Show, The Show, and follow her on Facebook as well. She's only got 31 teeth right now, so she needs all the support she can get. Great big thanks to Tom Whelan for taking all the random ones and zeros I sent him a few weeks ago and making it sound like the music that I actually recorded. Thanks, Tom. You're doing a great job. And don't forget to follow the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Zimmel, YouTube, wherever. One of those was fake. Have a good week. He's a multi-instrumentalist, intermingalist. Yeah, I think that's it.